Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we got no man in the booth. I'm the man in the booth. That's what's going on here. There's never been a man in the booth. That's the <laughs> well, truth. How dare you oh, say that? Get your conspiracy heads yeah. going. Booth man is everyone. Oh, geez. Uh, no, Giancarlo is our booth man. And we should have him on one of these That's shows, one I mean. of these lives. Why shows. don't we do that? That's I, a great idea. Know. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll have him on. We'll come up with because he's not real. You got to open your third eye. He's just in the beginning <laughs> of our match. He's our Tyler Jordan. Think about yes. it. Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. Also, thank you, everybody, watching live on both Crowdcast and YouTube. You all are awesome. Now, as usual, if you've been watching this last couple of Live to the Internet shows, if you're on Crowdcast, please drop a question in Ask a Question. We will get to those later. If you're on YouTube, just drop them in the chat. I got one eye on that. We're monitoring what's going on there, and we yeah. are excited it's third to eye. chat with all of you, find out what's going on. Also, if you're on YouTube, why don't you hit that like button? Just, you know, give that a little smash the air. You know, leave a comment or something. Just have a good time. Do that. It's YouTube so chill thing. to ask in such a chill way. It's very cool. Very Whatever cool you guys ask. want, but do it. Just yeah. invited uh, Boothers uh, onto the show next week. Oh, thanks. Thanks for taking well, a break in the middle of our show. To just... It's <laughs> happening wow. so fast. Everything's happening. Uh, I also want to mention before we get into the show uh, this week, we do actually have a sponsor for the show. This is one of the frequent listeners of the show. His name is Jason Connolly. Uh, He was nice enough to sponsor this week's episode. And in particular, he doesn't have anything he wanted to plug on his end, but he did want us to give a shout out to his local comic book store that helped him keep him in comics and get his daughter into comics. It is Cape and Cal Comics in Oakland, California. And like pretty much every other store in the United States, in the entire world, they're having a lot of problems right now uh, because new comics aren't coming out. People aren't allowed to go into the stores. Um, So instead, go go check them out online. Again, Cape and Cal Comics in Oakland, California. They got a couple of deals. I checked out their website. Uh, Right now, if you order over $50 with the code FREESHIP50, you get free shipping. I think you figured that out. And also they have gift certificates that you can buy and use, I believe, just in the store. So it's basically like making a down payment on the store. A lot of stores are doing that right now. So again, thank you, Jason, for sponsoring the episode. We really appreciate it. Uh, and uh, go check out Cape and Cal Comics in Oatland. We appreciate you all as yes. well. And uh, yeah. how, how are you guys doing? Are you excited to chat about the old comic books today? It- it's about you know I'm I'm still catching up on comic books that I um have been in my little pile by my bed, um mm-hmm. so I'm very close to finish. I have reached, that doesn't sound like a little pile. It's a big pile. I'll give you that, but I'm almost yeah, caught up real. with it, and it's going to be crazy to have read all of the comics. Mm-hmm. Like it's finally, like you're finally done. You finished them. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. I mean, it's kind of sad, but now you can catch up. <laughs> yeah, this is great. You can move on to real adult stuff like taxes. 
Those yeah, are they got tomorrow, but in general, I think that's good. Our favorite uh, section, because you guys make it up, it's your tax prep. Here we go. Taxes, 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 taxes. Well, cool. We got a couple of things that are going on on this show. As mentioned, again, we're going to get to the questions later. We're going to do some trivia later. Uh, We're going to do a lot of other awesome, awesome things. Um, We also have a couple of guests on the show today. One of them, I'm going to give him a shout out because we're working with a new platform here and I don't quite see him showing up, Uh, but we do have a guy named Stoney Williams. Stoney, if you are here, open yourself uh, to jump it into the chat and we will have you on. There There you are. I can't seem to invite you to the chat. I don't know if you have a webcam or anything set up. Stoney, I'm talking to you directly, one-on-one. You get set up there, and then I'll be able to invite you in. Uh, Right now, it's not giving me a prompt to do that. Uh, But we're going to move on to our next section and then come back to you and check in with you. And for that, we're going to invite one of our favorite guests on the show into the stream. That is slowly happening. This next section is called hold on i got a queued up here i'm running tech this is so smooth for it here we go Uh, here's legend belgian for the stack yeah we're ready we're up there it is oh wait hold on we'll do it for real we'll do it right do it right (laughs) there we go oh turned on the infinity gauntlet there we go little nano gauntlet action for you Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm a real nerd, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Langston, how are you doing? Last time I saw you, it was in person, face-to-face, and we shook hands. True. Uh, uh, and I felt bad party. about it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm good hanging out in uh, the Wakanda of New York, as I call it, the Bronx. Uh, so we're just hanging, <laughs> yeah. out, hanging out. Uh, it's very nice. It's very, very nice. Cool. Uh, you finally have time to put some posters on your wall. I know, right? I used to have a poster of the Tuskegee Airmen, but I got to move it. I had to move it. It was, okay. it was, it was taken. It was massive, uh, too big, but very, very massive. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm gonna. It was gonna. Are you? Yeah, uh, you know. So we invited you on. We've been doing this new thing with the stack, where we have people talk about their favorite books. And I do yeah. want to get to that in a second. Um, but you do the you do host stuff for Marvel.com. Are you guys mm-hmm. still doing that right now? Are you yeah. still doing new videos? Uh, yeah, a, vi- a video that I actually did right before uh, all this happened. The Vision Family Tree is uh, is out on YouTube. We there before I just uh, recorded another voiceover. Uh, uh, you don't know about a very beloved uh, Spider Person in Spider Verse. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want me to give it away. It's very interesting. They're like, don't give away the next video thing because they kind of want it to be like in tying in with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I so I have a lot of. There's a lot of equipment that was brought to my home by my boss to like do video stuff and VO stuff. There's equipment here that I've never touched, seen, and or used before. So um, it's been a very educational quarantine as well as a safe one. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Cool. That's been one actually one of my favorite things about like talk show stuff that's been cool. going on during the quarantine where it's clearly like, well, big truck drives up to Jimmy cool. Kimmel's house, drops off thousands of dollars worth of equipment, and they're like, set it up. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. <laughs> well, that's how I put <laughs> Alex, you mailed uh, me mm-hmm. these Christmas lights that I set up. <laughs> I did. You asked yeah, me, yeah. And yeah. look at how great it is. And you actually, you live in a mansion, right? Like, I asked you to dress it up like a disgusting basement. But don't oh, yeah, I gotta, gotta keep it real. Don't want to look too good. I, I, I gotta imagine, yes. 
Yeah. Uh, also behind me is a um, a costume where I played a the chip in a credit card for a character show I did once. Nice. <laughs> uh, uh, Walk through what's behind me. Uh, Langston, we are having you on, as mentioned, for the stack, and we're going to talk about. I'm very excited to talk to you about this. I think yeah. we actually mentioned it the last time you were on the show, but we're going to be talking about Taskmaster yes. number one through four from 2010 by Fred Van Lenty and art by Hefte Paulo. Yeah. Hefte, Paulo, uh, this book is great, and it was so great reading it again. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about what you like about Taskmaster and what you liked about this book? So for those Ooh, who don't story know, time. Yes, yeah, so for those who don't know, Taskmaster, whose symbol I am uh, currently adorned with on my chest, uh, it's going to be a very famous symbol coming soon. I imagine it's be everywhere. Uh, my, my favorite one, he's, in, he's an assassin-level Marvel villain. Um, his unique ability is that he has photographic reflexes so that anything that he sees, uh, be it an Olympic level archer or a superhero archer or um, a pole vaulter or basketball player or typewriter or as we see in this uh, uh, <laughs> series, someone playing the guitar. Um, More like me drinking this beer. Yeah, or or you can learn how to drink beer very, very well. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Usually I, I've seen a couple of comics where Taskmaster is like that. But I love it because he's I love that power and like the outfit is just super cool. The cape and the sword and the shield, like hearkening back. He has the buccaneer boots. But this series, I always likened it, and when I first read it, when reading again, it, it rings more true. It feels like a Joe Carnahan movie. It feels like ah. a Slogan Aces-esque, like there's comedy, there's a little bit of mad capness with all the different gangs that are after, which is a great intro in the beginning of all these crazy gangs that are after Taskmaster, which you can imagine in a Joe Carnahan way, like each one getting their own little profiles. These outrageous little pocket people of the Marvel universe. Um, but it's just such a fun series and a cool series. And I think I forgot all the things that were revealed in this series that I'm like, Oh my goodness, that's yeah. that right. Yeah. And then, um, it also takes place during a really cool period, in my opinion, during, in the Marvel universe after the siege of Asgard, the attempted siege of Asgard. And this is Taskmaster post joining the, the bombardment to defeat Thor because he thought it would be really good for his reputation if he was seen being part of the group that defeated Thor. And so he like jumps in with his guns doing absolutely nothing, but they finally beat him and he's like there and on the news, you see him there. So now it's really cool. But um, the series actually humanizes the character in a great way. And also it's like very, very sympathetic to like this character's plight. And, but also really, really points out his like position and role in the greater Marvel universe. So now, I have a question I was, for you. Uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah, I also have a question because, like, this is a lighter Taskmaster because most of the time uh, he's kind of a villain, and here he's kind of a Spider-Man quippy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of Deadpool style a little bit. Uh, now, how do you prefer your Taskmaster? I because so the interesting thing is I feel like he's not always seen as quippy because of the skull face and just his general look. Yeah, but the yeah. way he's usually written. Vibe. Yeah, he usually is written, which is fun. Like, there's a lot of yas, like, why is a lot of yeah, and there's a lot of, like, if you play the game Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, he's very, like, you know, I'll show you how to use that. Like, he is, like, supposed to be, like, a thug-type guy who's kind of like, yeah, all right, I'll fight this person. Um, and that was kind of cool because you kind of get that when he's interacting with other villains, not so much heroes. Maybe, like, with Ant-Man, when the book is written to be more, kind of like they volley back and forth. Like he tells Ant Man that don't tell anyone that uh, he's his arch nemesis because he has a reputation to keep. 
um, which is my favorite things ever. Um, but yeah, I like Taskmaster when I like the sw- I like the sympathetic side, but I also like like this full supervillain like shows up and someone's like, oh no, it's Taskmaster, and like and he's yeah. like I love when he's just dropped into a story and you see that he can fight anyone like like you know pretty effectively, which is pretty pretty cool, uh, and also how other characters see him. So I had another, my question was also a challenge for you, Langston, because the last time that we talked about Taskmaster or the Black Widow trailer, uh, you you didn't go harsh, but you certainly weren't, you were interested in the take where it wasn't like mm-hmm. a, the actual skull, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, he doesn't have a skull face. Right. And here, the way the Taskmaster is introduced here, he's a mm-hmm. dude out of costume the first time we see him, mm-hmm. and that he puts on the skull mask to the point, which I think very cleverly, they make it a plot point why he mm-hmm. has this skull mask in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So given that that contradicts with kind of what you were saying the last show, how do you feel about that? Are you, do you think it works because yeah. it works in the story? Yeah. I feel like it works because because I anytime I love when any small detail about a character is justified or expanded upon or it's like oh this actually does have a meaning and the meaning in this story the reason why Taskmaster does wear this that skull face is so cool and so like like poignant and very like a really cool character moment in his backstory while he's dealing with fighting cybernetics and all this other crazy stuff. Um, the Inquisition. Uh, no one. Mm, no one expects the. Inquisition. No one expects the Inquisition. That joke in there makes me. It's so, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's so many like weird, dumb jokes. You're like, yes, what? <laughs> in this book, but it does add to the levity of like, that's right. Techn- and the cool thing is, technically, you're seeing this from a villain's point of view. You know, as the story goes on, you know, things get into the gray area. But you really are technically seeing this from the villain's point of view. The intro introduces like all these aim guys, and like there's a suicide ray. I think there's someone mentions like you want me to simple yeah. suicide ray you can use on yourself. Uh, but it's like all these henchmen and stuff like that. So you're kind of getting like the dark, gritty, blue collary aspect of the Marvel universe of like being a henchman, supervillains are not there. They just sent their henchmen to go kill taskmaster and hope that it gets done. And these guys are having school conversations, but um, I really like what that they did that with the, with the mask, especially because in the comics, sometimes it's like hardcore skull and this one, it's much more of like a face mask that can emote a little bit more and like has, it's more fabric and whatnot, which is cool. And the art of course is, awesome which really lends to like the, the the way they express that character is really cool whenever i think of taskmaster i always think of um the dude in the movie willow who's like sort of the good guy bad guy eric like that's mm-hmm. how i imagine taskmaster all the time <laughs> yeah. i feel like that matches with this this book yeah. uh and it's actually uh, this series i really like this series it's it's funny but also really sad uh when it, it comes down to it yeah yeah and I feel like the fact that Taskmaster is one of those characters that is like people like just mess him up a lot. Like, Oh, he's a hero now. And it's like, now he's just a villain and no one ever explains why he changes. Mm-hmm. And I think Fred Van Lente did a great job of taking that sort of those mismatched ideas and making them all make sense and uh, sort of thread them together in a way that is really poignant and sad uh, at the end. Like oh, yeah, by yeah. the end of this book, he's got his wife who he doesn't, doesn't know her he's still sending him out on these missions where he might die, but she's like protecting him at the same time that she's like missing him. Like it's this great it's engine before. for him. It's happened yeah. more than once. Yeah. It's not the first time. Yeah. Said yeah. Fred, Van, Fred Van Lente is killing this book. I mean, he really put an amazing stamp on this character and uh, I think it really holds up. I mean, you've got 
really powerful writing, really funny writing, an amazing story, and then the art is over the top. I mean, this is a hell of a package. This is mm-hmm. a really great book. I mean, the I task still- was mastered. The task was mastered. <laughs> Uh, I still think the coolest thing is you're like, how do you show somebody using somebody else's fighting skill, like in panel form? Oh, and the yeah. way they like they do this thing of showing Taskmaster, if you haven't read the book, and they will show a box over him, superimposed over the showing the character who he's using, and the way they explain how he has pneumatic, pneumatic devices to access certain things like his, his parents living room in the Bronx is how he thinks, how he accesses Spider-Man's skill. And uh, I think uh, there's a place in China that he accesses like Iron Fist. It's, oh, Shang-Chi, I'm sorry. Um, and that's a really cool thing to show how different things come in. And also they do like some deep cuts with like, he, he talks about like, he looked some old newsreels and he uses like the right hook of like, blazing skull like an old world war ii which yeah. is really cool yeah like i like the idea that in his off time he, he was just watching all of these old things to fight heroes that he may have to use the right hook of blazing skull now as a fan how often do we see him use the um fighting style of red shirt from the organization <laughs> <laughs> who is the know. the villain the villain of this four series is a character right. named red yeah. shirt the ultimate henchman and whose organization is MILF, and they still no. tell a poignant oh. story, despite the fact that that is the big bad we're scared. Yeah. It's one of the best was- like, commander moments of like the guy pointing oh, yeah. it out. And then he like is a whole like large page, this guy being like, Yo, this is this is dumb. And then he just like, you're going to kill me, aren't you? Then you're going to kill me, aren't you? Yeah. 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 But then like, there's a great moment where he goes, they'll fall at the hands of MILF. And there's one dude in the back going, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, love, yeah, I love the hinge yeah. aspect of like, these are all idiots, and they're all going to lose. But it is cool. Like this is this is a, a Shi'ar. The Shi'ar are dropped in this book. Yeah. <laughs> the only fighting fight. style he hasn't encountered is uh, yeah. Shi'ar. Yeah, I mean, cool. you can kind of see it's it's sad. I understand why this book was only four issues. I understand why it was a limited series, and I understand why people haven't necessarily followed up on this because it does open up the character. But it's the sort of thing that if you keep hitting that same note with Taskmaster, it could potentially become repetitive. But mm-hmm. I do think if you do read this and you do like this, um, I highly recommend checking out Fred's work on Archer and Armstrong, which had. Yeah. Very different story, but it hits some of the same notes in terms of ridiculous villain organizations mixing Mm -hmm. together the comedy, but the serious drama and the emotion at the same time. Uh, And it's really fun. It's not the same concept by any means. Um, Although I guess Archer does have like some memory issues as well. So regardless, if you read this, if you check out the four issues and you like it, that's a good follow-up, I think. Mm, Now, the the funny part to me was on one of the covers, it said uh, two of five. And then the next issue went back down to four. It was kind of like a, a weird mess up on the cover that I was like, oh, wait, it's five issues. But no, I mean, is there a secret? It could have been meant to be five issues and then they downsized it to four. And that's possible too. Or maybe they have a bad memory, yeah. just like Tasman. Oh, man. Remember, you got to think conspiracy. Oh, conspiracy. shit. You got to think. You got to think. Guys. It's all connected. <laughs> uh, and that's uh, that's on Marvel Unlimited now, now right? Sure is. Yeah, all four issues yeah. are on Marvel Unlimited. You could read it. You could check it out right now. It's really, awesome. really good. What great, uh, before you afternoon? Yes. Before we let you go, Langston, what else are you reading right now? Is there anything else you're checking out uh, during Ooh. your quarantine time that uh, I might recommend to folks? 
So I went back and I read some sagas. I started going back and reading sagas. We kind of talked about this that everyone remembers big moments from, but doesn't remember the rest of them, like the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Like everyone remembers like the snap, but everyone forgets about, you know, Thanos leaving his body and then like uh, uh, Nebula, like taking the gauntlet off of his like body. Yeah. Like it gets weird. He fights all the tenets of reality by the end of it. I'm like, I'm very glad to do the movie. Uh, but it's amazing. So I'm rereading that stuff like Taskmaster, a lot of smaller books, uh, rereading uh, my favorite books, Dark Avengers. Uh, oh, my wow. I really, really okay. loved that. Book. I thought that was a really cool. I was a really that was like one of my favorite status quo changes of watching all these villains who actually have real psychosis and acknowledge like they were all messed up, screwed up people trying to be the like watching bullseye trying to be like bullseye and norman osborne actually trying to be like no we should be trying to save people it's like dom the murder it's fine so uh yeah i've been going back and looking using marvel unlimited to read some old comics and um i've been re-watching i just uh been telling told Pete, i've been re-watching the spawn animated series on hbo oh, now yeah wow. I, I never finished i only got to season two I think that's uh, at the very bottom of HBO Go. That's like right <laughs> down, literally. Yeah, how dare you? Rape in the barrel. It's, it, the animated series is uh, unbelievable. I'm it's, right it's, before, it's right before it, Tax and Cab Confessions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is alphabetical, I believe. Yeah. Real yeah. Sex 36 <laughs> on the animated oh series, God. Tax and Cab Confessions. True. That Dream On, confusingly, is also. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I was going to say, is nobody going to mention Dream On? All right. <laughs> that's my go to, Pete. Yep. Uh, yeah, Langston, thank you so much for coming on. Sure, You're awesome. We'll definitely have you back. Stay safe out there. You as well. Uh, stay on task. Stay- oh, oh, boy. See you later. Great job. <laughs> Mastered that outro, Alex. Oh, oh, thank man. you very much. Uh, yeah, so a couple of people pointed this out in the chat. Like we said, uh, you could definitely uh, check that out on Marvel Unlimited. They also have it on Comixology, of course. Um, so those are two places that you can definitely check it out. And the book is great. Uh, once again, Taskmaster 1 through 4, 2010 by Fred Van Lente, art by Hefte Palo. Uh, and it's awesome. Definitely check it out. Uh, next up, we are going to try to invite our next guest to the stream here. Oh, hey. Hey. It worked out. It's Hello, this is uh, Stoney Williams. Hey, can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you great. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah. Welcome. It's all working. Technology is amazing. Nice Harley Quinn poster in the background. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no oh, problem. Nice. Uh, so, uh, Stoney, thanks so much for coming on. We've been doing this. Uh, we did this last week, and we have this this week as well. Obviously, the comic book industry is pretty much shut down at the current time, but people still have stuff coming out. They're still pushing stuff. They're still creating stuff. Uh, you are one of those people. You have stuff coming out through Ashcan Press uh, that's available through their Patreon account. Is that right? That's right, yeah. And uh, you can get all that information on ashcancomicsclub.com. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about your book. Uh, I uh, meant to write it down and I completely blanked on the name and I'm really sorry about that, but it's a very cool warrior uh, fighting style book. It is. Yeah, it's nice. called uh, Vala the Beast. Vala, there we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, oh. uh, yeah. Worked nice. by Nate Lidley. Uh, follows kind of a uh, Viking-esque uh, female warrior. Uh, as she goes to this fantasy world, and uh, we're really excited about it. The book itself, the first chapter, uh, was only uh, about a dozen pages, um, written prose, and then uh, with uh, Nate Lindley's artwork. 
Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Uh, we just to take a big step back. Where are you located, Stoney? Where are you calling in from? Uh, Oklahoma, Benita. Ah, nice. How are all things right. out there? Are you doing all right? Uh, boring. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of cool. Now. Boring, boring is yeah. cool. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'd love to be bored. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, where did the ideas for the book come from initially? Where did you and how did you hook you up with Ashcan Press? Um, actually, um, Jay Sandlin, another writer, uh, we actually met through Deep Studios, another comic book company. We both won the year uh, uh, Talent Hunt, and Jay found it first. I don't know where he got it from, but uh, he said, hey, I found this really cool little indie place, and uh, I would, would you like me to get you in? I was like, yeah, if you had a good word for me, that'd be awesome. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's mostly been prose, uh, which at the time I wasn't – uh, really thinking about it. I was very much in comic book mode and doing scripts and stuff, but I was like, you know what? It'll help with the whole, you know, uh, uh, building your writing and getting your name out there and practicing the craft, all that good stuff. And so I tried it and I absolutely fell in love with it. The whole process and the community that Ashcan has built and a really good time. So I've kept with it um, a little over six months, I think, about, about uh, a bo- at least one book every month. Cool. Uh, you mentioned the community. Wow. I was looking a little bit at the Patreon, and there's a bunch of awesome, awesome-looking books on there. Is it like you all talking about the books? Are there summits, or is it just everybody being supportive of each other? What what level of community are we talking here? A little bit of everything. Uh, when, I, when I mentioned the community before, mostly talking about uh, uh, the writers and artists. We've got a uh, uh, Discord going. We've got a, uh, a Twitter group. We all very supportive of each other, and um, it's kind of like. Um, a coalition really um we're switching things up now but in the last few months it was uh, they would have set themes and then they would pair us a writer an artist and we do three pages of prose to a page of artwork and we'll see what everybody came up with within those themes and uh, uh the different stories we all came up with and the different takes we had it was a lot of fun and so that's cool. Like, so you guys are like sort of challenging each other and pushing each other's creativity in different directions. Like that's so great. Like that's really what uh, I feel like everybody, that's the kind of thing like anyone in any discipline is like, Oh, I love a group of people where I can just bounce stuff around, especially now when that's sort of all we can do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. uh, yeah. Do you feel like you're chatting more now over the past couple of weeks or is it kind of the same level of stuff? No, I think cause there's a lot more uh, with all of this kind of sitting around twiddling our thumbs uh, especially as a bus or I've got current projects going are, are in almost constant communication. Wow. So you're close on your draft of King Lear two is what you're saying. Yes. Like you've all, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, all we're going for the sequel there. That's, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> uh, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to use an umbrella in the rain this time. Yeah. They sort of tied up King Lear pretty tight. I don't know. Yeah, what... He has six daughters. <laughs> cool. Yeah, oh, you just cool. add more daughters. Smart. <laughs> I mean, that's how you wrap up the stakes. You honestly. get it. Yeah. That's basic drama. You should know that, Justin. Oh, my God. True. Uh, true. Stody, where, once again, plug your stuff. Where should people check it out? Uh, what's the web address so they can uh, head on over there and go support some good indie publishing? Ashcancomicsclub.com. Uh, from that, you can go find our Patreon, the Twitter, and, and Instagram, and buy these cool shirts. And, yeah. Yeah. All of it's there on the website. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tony. Yeah. Good luck out there. Thanks for coming on. I'm very excited to check out all your stuff. It looks awesome. Please take a look, hey, everybody. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. See ya. Yeah. All right. Like uh, there we go. 
definitely check out all that stuff. And now, folks, it is time for my favorite section because you all make it up. It is oh, your boy. audience questions. Yeah. <laughs> and for the audience questions, here's all you have to do. If you're over on Crowdcast, most of you have already figured this out. Just drop it in the Ask a Question. If you're over on YouTube, just drop it in the comments there. I see people chatting and having a good time, and that's pretty awesome. Um, but we'll start going through it. I actually want to start with a letter that we got over email. Uh, a letter over work. email. Very. Wait, how does that work? You downloaded <laughs> how paper? How does that work? That's cool. Yeah, was man. it a PDF of a letter? Somebody somebody mailed me a letter. I let it sit for three days okay. because I don't want to touch that shit. Uh, and then I All scanned right. it right, right. into my computer and then I emailed it to myself. And I read, no, they sent me an email. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> I feel a little bit like Casey Kasem here, though. We got a letter from Jonathan yeah. Marks. Okay. Long time listener, first time caller. Time to go to the mailbag. <laughs> uh, so this is from Jonathan Marks. He says, hey, guys, happy Easter, happy Passover, happy quarantine. Just wanted to reach out quickly and say hi. I do have a question for the live show, but I also really just wanted to thank you for continuing to do the show at all. I'm uh, happily still working, home studio anyway, and listening to you on Wednesdays just like I did before these crazy days has really been a source of comfort. It's no surprise how certain uh-huh. routines add to a feeling of normalcy, and I know I'm not alone in saying that something as simple as a new podcast every week has really gone a long way in helping me maintain not only my work but also my sanity so thank you okay don't want to gush too much thank you oh gosh it's so sweet and before you even ask the next question it is very i mean that this is very meaningful for me anyway we get to get together and do this and i just thought of this today this is the longest we've gone not seeing each other in person (laughs) in like almost 15 years yeah that's yeah crazy that's crazy (laughs) Uh, but yes, thank you to all of you as well. And we really do sincerely mean that, uh, we have loved doing these shows online. I know we say that at the end of every episode, but I think it stands repeating here, uh, that this is a fun thing that I've really been looking forward to every single week. So thank you on to Jonathan's question. My question for you guys is as we're all quarantined and going back through our long boxes and rereading old issues, I'm sure we've all had a few. Whoa, I completely forgot that I have that comic moments. Do you three have any comics though that are the opposite of that issues that for whatever reason you remember exactly where when you were when you got it thanks again looking forward to the next comic book club live and stack and coming to see you all live again after the end of the world best jonathan uh jonathan thank you again so much uh what do you think about that has there been anything as you've been going through that you're like i can't believe i picked that up that's crazy uh i mean i was going looking through uh, one of the many boxes that I have, and I found some very old Archie comics. I don't even know where I got them from. I feel like someone must have just left them for me. They're like from the sixties. They're full, full size pamphlet comics, like Jughead issues, where like the old, super old newsprint. So I was very surprised to find those. But I, the question was, do you remember where you were when you got certain comics? Uh, as well, oh, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Um, I- good. Yeah, I definitely do. I mean, certain comics, I remember when I got them, uh, how I got them, um, for sure. For me, um, kind of like High Fidelity, the uh, comics are kind of like a timeline of my life. Okay. Uh, certain things <laughs> mark uh, kind of uh, big things. And what, what sucked was when we first started doing the show, I was mailing my comics back to my father, w- who had my comic book collection, uh, in sequence, 
And then my dad, oh my unbeknownst God. to me, was uh, organizing them alphabetically. So I thought I was preserving this, like, here's the stack. Here's my picks. Here's Justin's <laughs> picks. Here's Alvin's picks. Like, preserved wow. timeline of our show. Wow. And uh, it turns out my That's dad so was, cool. uh, you know. I That's love that you were like the yeah, archivist but... of Comic Book Club, or you're supposed to. Somebody made a suggestion, and I apologize, I'm completely blanking on who it was, but somebody said we should go back to, for the stack, go back to our first show and repeat that. So I did look back. I could only find records. I think I started using Gmail in like 2006 or something. I probably had the stuff on my pit email. Um, but yeah. so I don't even know what we did on our first show because we didn't start recording it until like five or six years in. Yeah. yeah that was just for the people in the room. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, look back at my trivia and I used to do, I used to hand write them on cards. Yes. And wow. I didn't start using And now my you hand write it on your phone. You scratch it. With a <laughs> yeah. Go through a lot of screens. Uh, a couple quick stories about comics I remember getting. When um, I was, I grew up in the country, um, so we we had our comics mailed to us for a long time, especially when Image started. And we had this, I didn't know how it worked. I thought you just sent the order in and then they came like then, like they just had them in a box. Wrong. It was like six months. And so every day I would go to the mailbox and every day they weren't there. I would just for truly for so long. And then it finally, finally came. And then there was a gas station like three miles away that had a spinner rack. So I would go, I would walk that back. That's I remember buying the Vibranium Vendetta. That's why I talk about it so much. That annual series from Marvel um, with like Black Panther, Iron Man and Spider-Man maybe. Uh, I remember buying that annual there and, and reading and walking down a dusty country road, walking home. Wow. It really has, uh, I mean, beyond the fact that, like, I feel like I probably have more sense memory for buying my comics than almost anything else. Uh, my daughter, because we've been home so much, is desperately looking for new things to read. So I've been going through the comics that are, like, right behind me, if you're watching on the video chat, and being like, what do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? And almost every one, I remember where I got it from, when I got it. Uh, she started reading... I don't know why this is the one that she wanted to read, but Iron Walk Jan, which is this insane oh, yeah. cooking manga, manga yeah. uh, that she has become. She was she read the first one. She's like, I don't know about this one, uh, but then is completely into it. And now I'm feeling bad because I gave up after nine volumes, but she desperately wants to read it. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, man. We have a follow up question for Pete real quick. What what other phases of being a comic fan did you go through? You started in like romance comics and slowly got to the Punisher. <laughs> I'm very curious what a pre our show Pete comic fan was. Yeah, if uh, you love love, you're gonna love this guy who loves guns. Uh, my spinner rack days were uh, Spider Man, and then um, there was a comic book shop that was kind of in the dirt mall by me, uh, hmm. and uh, it was in between a Tops and a Radio Shack. <laughs> oh, and uh, that was heyday of Radio Shack. Oh yeah, yeah, and. Uh, the guy was arranging the comics or rearranging or something. He was organizing them, and he just happened to have a couple of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics out. Uh, and I spotted them, and I was like, what is this? And then that kind of just blew me away, and I kept going back there every week with my uh, – God, what was it called? Uh, well, the money I used to get from all the chores I would do around the house. Allowance? Um, allowance, yeah. I would take my allowance there every week. Salary? Yeah, my salary, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, my 401k. Oh, right. And yeah, I would yeah. cash it in. And 401 pre-K. The 401 pre-K. Day 401K, pre-K. That's, that's Let me get my joke in, Alex. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it again. 401 pre-K. Huh? Uh, uh, huh? Oh man! Yeah. Uh, I do want to get to some other comics here because uh, things are whipping by over on YouTube. A couple of quick ones here first uh, from CT Cook. Is it me or does Justin look like a young Tom Selleck? Justin, <laughs> okay. Oh, no. okay. No, I'll take it. That ego, please. That's not inflating. That's oh, not inflating. I had a mustache. An hour and a half ago, I shaved. You, you, there's no way you can grow a Tom Selleck worthy mustache in you are one week. A Hawaiian shirt, right? It, exactly. And I just solved a fucked up crime uh, <laughs> on this island of uh, Long Island. Um, next week, I will come with a mustache, and we can prove and see if this is true. Oh, oh my god, great. I would love to see you grow a, a thick stash. We should start calling I, you Magnum JT. How about that? <laughs> we should start uh, that. Another quick one, and uh, then we'll jump over to Crowdcast for a second for questions. Uh, Bandito740, what are your feelings on Kevin Smith in the comic industry, and how many free cheesesteaks has Pete eaten since last Tuesday? (laughs) This is a great question. If you didn't tune in last week, Pete got an offer for free cheesesteaks. I'm curious, too. Pete, what what happened? happened? Well, unfortunately, I looked it up, uh, and it's it's a... Hour and forty five minute walk from where I am, so I don't have a car. So, so. you so you you went there twice, uh, twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great time still, burner, dude. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I still have a job, so I don't have that kind of free time. But you uh, know, gotcha. um, yeah. Uh, what about uh, Kevin Smith and the comic book industry? Thoughts about that? Um, like, what do we think is going to happen with him? Uh, I, I saw, I saw I something. You're great. I, I saw something right, really right before we started the show that he um, he's writing uh, Mallrats 2, I think, and he's going to incorporate uh, coronavirus yeah. to it. I was like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know how time works. <laughs> it's fine. What does it take him, like three days to film a movie? So he'll have it done soon. He's probably doing uh, like Zoom right now. I like the reboot that he just did that went, went up on Amazon Prime. I watched that. It was pretty good. Re- oh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, I I liked some of his comics back in the day. I thought the He's, cacophony stuff was real good. Yeah, Green Arrow is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'd like to see him more do more than that. I feel like he, you know, and he does so well at this, and this is going to sound like a slam, and it's not. But like, he's so good at being a hype man and just coming out and doing his podcast and chatting constantly. He's excellent at that. But I would love to see him like drill down and do something very specific and creative, like those older comic books or some of his earlier movies. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, what did it, did he do a Batman run too? I want to say. I think so. Yeah, yeah maybe. He did Which Green was... Arrow, uh, Daredevil, he right? Did Batman. And Batman. Yeah, the Widening Gyre. Uh, Joe Crack says. So yeah, follows up. It's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah it's I, I think that was not so great. But he did some good stuff. So we'll see. All yeah. credit to my he favorite creator, he Kevin Smith. Damn. Uh, all right, here we go. Some questions over a crowdcast. Uh, this one's from Jay Sinison. We've gotten Cowboy on a Last Ride stories with Batman, Wolverine, Captain Picard, and The Undertaker. What other characters <laughs> would you like to see get an old man story? Ooh, I like that good. question. Yes. Who do you want to see? Who are we going to age up? Yeah, my first thought to make fun of you, Pete, was Old Man Punisher, but we actually got that. Yeah, we with, did. It was uh, great. Punisher Max, and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty old now. Like he's in it. He 
what's what's a couple? Throw some gray it's up like there. A septic Cyclops gray, is old too. Why don't they do a Cyclops one? I'm sure Cyclops. Is old, old man Cyclops. Yeah. It's like now I got no eyes. Yeah, I bet nobody. <laughs> that's why they didn't do it because nobody would read it. But old what man, would you the, want to see? Old man, the Watcher. Mm. Gritty eyesight going. I'd love to see old man power pack. That would be fun. Um, that's, that's good. Old man. Did you pitch that or something? Is that what? No, I didn't pitch that. (laughs) Wow. Got him. The first one that came to my head was stupid old man speedball. When I was young, speedball was my favorite (laughs) character, uh, before he became penance. Uh, so down for that. Bouncing around the room as an old guy. I think an old Jubilee would be fun. (laughs) Old man Jubilee. Yeah. Yeah. Still got those fireworks. Uh, but I'm trying to think of like, what's a character that this would really f- sort of work for? One that comes to mind uh, sort of in this uh, Nightcrawler. I feel like Nightcrawler mm-hmm. is one of those characters that he's, he feels like he's actually young, but his demeanor is very old. And I'd like to see like what is his old journey, like finding he's always been into religion. Like what does faith mean to him? And what is his like maybe swashbuckling side? How does mm-hmm. that factor into an old man run? Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, also good mention here in the comics, uh, Crone, which is a title that we've reviewed on the stack a bunch of yes. times. It's not specifically an old woman, Red Sonia, but it kind of basically is anyway. And it's and that's great. Good. Yeah, that's currently coming out, I think, from Dark Horse. So that's very good. Uh, great question there. Uh, I next also one. In the comments, old man Muppet Babies. That would be great. Yes, that is that is a funny one. Uh, this one, we got a twist here. We got a little bit of a twist going on. The way Finally. I just want to mention to establish this, the way that the comments are sorted in Crowdcast is people upvote them after they put in the questions. So I'm reading them down for the most voted questions because those are the ones that people are interested in. So this one popped to the top, and this one is uh, pretty interesting. It's from Joe Crack. And it says, since the star's my destination, <laughs> why do you think so many comic book companies parody the Justice League in uh, ways to make them sometimes deplorable versions, i.e. Squadron Supreme? The Boys also has been the same been done for Avengers in Marvel's rival companies. Uh, now, we'll get to that question in a moment. Uh, yes. but I can't believe Kevin just got snubbed. This is fucked Kevin up. got sniped. Kevin got sniped. Now, if you haven't That's been okay. we have a secret uh, Starman quiz going on. Joe Crack did the catchphrase. Joe Crack, we have invited you into the stream if you would like to come in to take the Starman quiz. I love a rivalry. Let's get crazy. And this doesn't mean that uh, Kevin can't do it as well. It just means that Joe Crack needs to try to get through all 10 questions. Hey, hey. Uh, yeah. Hello. hello. We're here. We're, We're actually here. off to the right somehow. <laughs> We're over here with this. Look thing. to your right. Look to your right. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> hey. There you go. This is my monitor. Hilarious. It's good. Uh, this is a side view, a side profile. Yeah, so yeah. you unlock the catchphrase for the Starman quiz. Justin's going to take it from here and ask you a couple of questions about Starman. Let's see what hobbies. Oh, what hobbies. Oh. Uh, so uh, the rules of the star. Thank you for participating in this, uh, uh, Joe Crack. Um, I'm to snipe for a while. Yes, good. Good. Uh, the best snipes are pre-planned. Um, so the uh, and the, the, of course you get a second guess or a clue by slagging off the Punisher or Cipher uh-huh. to P. Now that's when you yeah that's when you got to look hard down the barrel and really give oh. it to P and or Alex. Um, 
So question number one, Jack Knight Starman debuted during this DC event. Zero hour. That is correct. Uh, question number two, where would you find the gateway to heaven? In it's Starman? a Hawaiian shirt. Excellent. That is correct. Uh, question number three, there's a hard-punching Frank Sinatra-loving bank robber turned hero who helps Jack Knight save Opal City. What is his name? Bobo Benetti. That is correct. Question number four, Kevin Stumbling Block week the end of the initial starman series how many tattoos does jack have one that is correct excellent oh, oh, it is a well question. done that's a hard one that was hard to find that it's just in one little dialogue box i believe uh question number five what is the name of the family that has sworn to kill shade throughout the starman series and again Ooh. later in the shade standalone series Hmm. It's not who I think it is, probably. So, Pete, I'm sorry. You can guess before you shit on Pete. I just try to say. <laughs> oh, I, I can get the. You can because that's it. Yeah, you you can is, you get an, a second swing at it. Uh, that's that is incorrect, but that's it's a I good thought. as a strong guess. Strong guess. Yeah. Now, now's your right, chance. Pete, <laughs> the Punisher is Marvel's greatest supervillain because he's the worst hero. Oh yes. Not true. That's not yeah. slagging off if it's true, right, Justin? Uh, no, that counts as it's just more. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, even more. Just if it hurts, if it just hurts, it's more devastating if it's true. Right. It's more devastating if it's true. Um, so your uh, clue here is um, two. Uh, there's a the name of the family is uh, there's a street in New York City two blocks over from where we used to do our show on Fontana's. Uh, this is you're not in New York, based, so this is <laughs> nope. much harder. Um, my clue is designed for Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ultimate snipe returns uh, on that. Um, two blocks over from that is where this, the name of the family. Um, I'm trying to think of another clue that is different. No, 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 that's, that. a, that's the clue. That's the clue. I think. Any any thoughts? Uh, go at Zalbin. Go at Zalbin. Oh right. Um. <laughs> No, my character's untouchable. <laughs> <laughs> um, of all the code names, why cipher? Like, is it because he deci- he doesn't even decipher anything? So he just listens and speaks. That's come on, Doug. Yeah, take that, Salvin. Yeah, Again, that it's accurate. That's an accurate description of his powers. So, it's, oh wow. <laughs> Wow, you're not you're fighting back? <laughs> no, it's fine. You, you could uh, give him, give him another clue. Like uh, Nat is trying to tell me to cheat, basically. <laughs> Nat, Nat, look at Google it. Maps. I could just Google it. Though. No, no, no. Um. Okay. Um. It is. Um. This is sort of giving it away. It's not. Uh. It's not Lud High. <laughs> it's not. Oh. Lud High. Oh my God! Could you repeat that? It's not Lud High. Down low. I don't know. Uh, so very close. close. So close. South Street. So, uh, the very Southeast. close. So close. I'll tell you what. We'll see what happens. We'll see if anybody else uh, jumps in. This was a valiant try and an amazing snipe. Thank you so much for coming on. Keep the show. it coming. Keep it. Keep coming. it coming. This Keep is the great. snipe I coming. I love this. My crack. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, yeah, that was great. great. Uh, let's great. 
let's answer the question Lund though. Uh, what do you think so many? Lud far. Uh, what do you think so many <laughs> comic book companies parody the Justice League in ways to make them sometimes implorable versions? Ice Squadron Supreme, the boys also has the same done for Avengers in Marvel's rival companies. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They've done like bad Avengers in other books, I think. But but the, uh, I like this. I like this question a lot because it is um, there's something about the Justice League that makes them mm-hmm. more. Everyone has a take on them. And I think it's because they are sort of God level. Uh, when the Avengers are more sort of people and it's there, it's more varied who you're going to sort of be like, Oh, those are my Avengers. The justice league. It's like, Oh, I can, my take on them is that they are self-obsessed or they're this thing. They're that thing, whatever you, whatever you think. Yeah. Uh, also, sorry, just quick little sidebar here because there's a question from chaos in comics over on YouTube says no idea what the fuck is going on. Uh, just a quick explanation. We have a bunch of secret quizzes going on in the show. We had a secret Punisher <laughs> quiz. Then we had a secret cipher quiz. Now we have the secret Starman quiz that is unlocked by a secret key phrase, uh, which Joe crack did on this very show. Uh, and we'll see if anybody else gets it as well. Uh, but if they get 10 answers, correct, there's a prize, right? Justin, that is correct. There's a great Ooh. prize. All right. Great prize. Ooh. It better not involve me or Salbin. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll rethink the prize. Great. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, all right. Here we go. Uh, this is from First Hand Up Border Collie on, over on here on Crowdcast. Been playing a lot more video games lately for some reason. No idea why. Yeah. Uh, what comic weird. would you like to see turned into a video game? And what video game would you like to see turned into a comic? Ooh, good. Mm. Two parter. Interesting question. Uh, for video game turned into comic, love to see Boy and His Blob. More jelly bean based uh, action going on. I think that would be a lot of fun. I just finished playing through um, Blaster Master uh, Zero number I, two on yeah. um, a retro game on Switch. That'd be a great comic. Really fun uh, game about a, uh, a guy, uh, his cool car with a cannon, uh, the robot sidekick that he has, and their frog that tells him what to do. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a Metroid comic. I mean, it's such a fun story. I would feel like, why wouldn't that be? A, a, I think there's a manga. I don't know if there's a like okay. comic comic, but it feels fun. that way. Yes. Uh, also, uh, you know, Castlevania is an amazing show on Netflix. Um, uh, I don't know if that's a comic. Yeah. That'd be awesome too. Oh uh, yeah, that's a good idea. That would be fun. If only they could get some sort of comic book writer to work on it. Like maybe they yeah. could get Warren Ellis or something. But I don't know. That'd if be crazy. Normal. Yeah, uh, Alex, be you funny. just like boys is blob because you like jelly beans and snacks. I love and jelly kinds. beans. I I told you guys this. I before yesterday, I hadn't been outside in like five days. Like literally hadn't been outside wow. in five days. Managed to stay inside. Uh, and then yesterday was the day after Easter, which is half price candy day, and I was like. You know, I've got to go to the right aid. Interesting that it's known as a half past candy day. Where in your household? That's no they, they do that. All the candy that's left after Easter or Valentine's Day or wherever. It's a uh, half because it's, it, it's in the dumpster on back. And you just yeah, leave exactly. a little bit of money in the, you give them right. cash I leave to the them, raccoon. I leave them a little bit under the garbage bags and <laughs> they slip me some old rotten jelly beans. Just <laughs> exposing himself to the elements for a little yes. ancient peep. <laughs> uh, all right, this is from Omnia Soul. Are any of you playing the new Animal Crossing, or are there other video games that are helping you cope with quarantine? Uh, we can sort of address that a little bit, but Animal Crossing is definitely one of those things. Like, I've tried the mobile app, and I was like, oh, this is a lot of, uh, 
uh, fishing going on here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't quite I feel like, like all of the parenting I'm doing is my version of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not nearly as placid as everybody fucking thinks it is. <laughs> uh, but uh, the game I just started after I finished Blaster Master t- uh, Zero Two was Hollow Knight, also for Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, very into that. I've also been playing um, uh, what's a Cuphead. Uh, Cuphead in between. Oh, nice. Love Cuphead. That's a beautiful game. Beautiful game. All right. There we go. Anybody, if anybody out there is playing Animal Crossing, hey, good luck to you. I hope you get those bells. Uh, All right. Here we go. This is from Kevin. Stars My Destination. Which comic book home (laughs) HQ lair would you most like to spend this time in? All right, yeah, there we go. We'll get to that question in a moment. Again, here we go. This is uh, this is a lot on you, Justin. Kevin, coming in hot, coming in full of rage, perhaps. Let's see. <laughs> uh, just while we're waiting for Kevin to come in, Joe Crack. Yes, we did answer your question afterwards. I think we answered the question. Did yes, we, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. All right, there's Kevin. Coming right. in, rocking a cape, what? no tie. What are you, Dracula? No, no. Uh, I guess I'm uh, Lando's cousin, Blando Calrissian. Blando. <laughs> Blando. Here we go. Kevin, coming in. He takes the snipe and brings Woo! a character. <laughs> Blando. Uh, so let's get into it. We're going to pick back up where uh, where we left off with Joe Crack, because why repeat all that stuff? What is the name of the fa- Question number five. What is the name of the family who was sworn to kill Shade? Ludlow. The Ludlow family. That Ooh. is correct. Uh, question number six. What is the one mistake that exposed Culp having replaced Shade in the final story arc of uh, the Grand Guignol of Starman? Uh, the one mistake. Okay. So I'm going to take my guess, get yes. it wrong, and then uh, do the dig, right? Okay. Do, you, <laughs> yeah, okay. you do whatever you want. You don't have to get it wrong on the first try, but I do love a real dig. Okay. So I'm going to uh, guess that he uh, didn't recognize somebody he should have. Uh, that is incorrect. That is incorrect. Okay. Oh, good try. All right. Now try to remember who I did, who I made the dig yeah. at last time. He's got to be new digs. He's got to be. Yeah. You can't. Don't bring no blanders. Because I, th- I think I'm two and two for the digs. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So I'm going to go for Punisher this time. Great. Now, is there anything about the Punisher you feel like you could make fun of? Probably not. <laughs> Pretty much everything. Yep. Uh, Good. Because is that the thing? A skull. <laughs> I yeah, mean, there are so yeah. many better looking bones. Oh, I want a hip, a yeah. big hip. Bone. Take us the bone. <laughs> hip. Uh, uh, good stuff. Fibula. Oh, yeah. 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 The pelvis shirt. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good boy. stuff. Oh, uh, uh, your clue. Um, the answer is also a character in the Sabrina television series. Ooh. This is the one I mistake know. that exposed Culp having replaced the Shade in the Grand Guignol storyline of Starman. Okay, so it's also a character. Zelda. Adam C. Okay. I'm going to 
say that he, uh, I'm going to say Salem. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. Good try, Kev. It's like rolling a bunch of dice. Amazing. Two tries there. Thank you, Kevin. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Wow, this is is tough. I do want to mention, we'll get to Kevin's question in a second, but there are a couple of suggestions for video game comments over here Mm -hmm. on YouTube, uh, which I thought were kind of nice. Uh, Bandito740 said, Woo, Eternal Champions, uh, Breath of the Wild Forever. Alex Fletcher says, Pokemon Shield. These are all great. Uh, Good ideas. There we go. I want to see a good RPG that's like... Like based on an epic cross, like the Infinity Gauntlet as a role playing mm-hmm. game, like a classic role playing well, NES role playing game. Gauntlet was a great game. Yeah, yeah, they definitely get a lot of meat in that one. That's true. Almost too oh, much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was Kevin's question though. Which comic book home HQ lair would you most like to be spending this time in? Mm. Uh, I gotta uh, say the Batcave. Yeah. I want to hang Real out. Real go-to answer. <laughs> well, I just want to hang out with that giant penny. You know, I just want to, you know, like really hang out with <laughs> the it. That's, that's the reason. The giant yeah. penny gets old. No once way. You've seen it, once you've it's seen it, it's a giant penny. It's just like a regular penny. You have hundreds Dude, of regular. If you put pennies. that in the middle of America, you know, people are like, "Oh, the largest ball of yarn." You put a giant penny out there. Whoo! What you go live there? You'd go right. live where it is. I'm gonna set up a lean-to right underneath that giant penny and just kind of ride out this thing, you know. Area man Pila Page killed by giant penny. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to read the headline. Uh, I mean, Fortress of Solitude would be great for social distancing. Obviously, yes, that's true. Yeah, but that's just uh, cold as fuck. Or I, like I would love cold. to do Spider-Man's apartment. That would be really nice as well. <laughs> no, <laughs> really what nice. a dream. Oh. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, uh, it's uh, This is from uh, Josh. What is Taskmaster in the Marvel world? A mutant, an altered human, i.e. Spider-Man or Captain America? Just a really cool dude. Well, I'll tell you what. Read Taskmaster 1 through 4 from 2010, and you'll get the answer to that. Uh, but the short say, answer is... He's like what? Captain America. Yeah, he's like Captain America. <laughs> Almost exactly. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is from Edward Doherty. Hickman's X-Men run has just hit Marvel Unlimited. I'm reading it for the first time and I'm enjoying it, but I feel like the six-month wait reduced some of the excitement. Considering this, to what extent is topicality necessary to truly enjoy mainstream Marvel and DC comics? Hmm, good question. What do you think? Um, it depends. Uh, I think topicality on the comic book sort of news cycle, like riding the hype wave specifically for x-men i think probably did make you enjoy it more because there was so much anticipation and then it was such a wild explosion the conversation around it was interesting um as far as otherwise topicality just with like current events i think topicality hurts a lot of runs Mm -hmm. um down the line because so many things feel even reading this uh the taskmaster book like the topicality within continuity where it's like the secret avengers are there it's like oh yeah what was that and like Avengers Initiative, remember Taskmaster was there? It's like, yes, I do remember that, but I don't know how <laughs> the, it doesn't, it's not helping tell the story because I don't remember this particular iteration and what it meant. I mean, honestly, if anything, I think Hickman's X Men is the rare exception to the rule here because when that was coming out, that felt, I know you disagree, Pete. I understand that you disagree, but uh, that felt like lost to me. That was like an issue came out. You spent the week. People were actually talking about it and speculating and everybody was discussing and trying to figure out what's going on. It was very exciting in that way. And I almost wish they had kept with that. Just had, I know they can't for budget reasons, but I wish they had just kept like the one title going every week. So you're just 
rabidly waiting for that. But most of the time, unfortunately, because of schedules with comics, you get an event and it's like, this is coming out, except we didn't quite finish it. And the last three issues are a little delayed. And now they're a lot delayed. And that's just kind of how it works. So it cuts into that. So most of the time, I think I would rather read something as a complete run, but very occasionally, and I can't remember the last time it happened, but maybe like Infinite Crisis or something like that, like that far back where I felt like, oh my God, I got to read this right now. X-Men is the first thing in a very long time that felt like you have to read that right now so that you could discuss everything with everybody as it's happening. Like that was a Wednesday comic. Mm. Yeah, uh, but also is, like oh yeah, uh, saga is like that. Paper Girls was like that. I mean, there were there have been like why the last man. There have been shit that's like when it's dropped, it's like holy crap. You know, I definitely. Uh, well, all I was going to say uh, in response to that, Pete, is I agree with you. Just like on a personal level, there's things that like I need to read this right now personally. But X Men was a conversation piece. You know, that was something that was like widespread in a very different way than a lot of these other comics that you're mentioning, which I agree are awesome. But also uh, in your defense, Matthew Wood here over on YouTube says, Pete is a living legend. Show some respect. <laughs> hmm. uh, that's very nice. Wow. Very Tricky nice. Somebody a take. living legend. Wow. A living legend. Well, after all these cheesesteaks, I don't know about that. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, An this is from aging Kira, legend <laughs> from Kira Alexander. What's a new original Marvel or DC cartoon series you would love to see be made? New animated series. Well, I'll tell you, the Harley Quinn series has been really magical. Um, I feel like if you're gonna have a character and do some humor and then kind of build out some characters, like I would see some spin off from some of those characters. Bane kills me on that show. I'd love to see a Bane spinoff with some other characters. I, I think their uh, DC is kind of re uh, gaining that title of like doing amazing animated stuff again. And uh, I hope that this is just kind of the tip of the iceberg for more projects like that, that they have. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, I, I would like to see more. I'm not sure. Uh, it'd be cool if uh, you know, some, with this downtime, I don't know if it's easier to do uh, animation. And so maybe we get more animated stuff. It'd be great. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I don't know a lot about the process, but apparently most animated projects are still continuing in some form because they can actually do it in their own houses versus live action projects. Uh, Uh, My, my answer would be super sons um, mm, from over at DC comics with um, Superboy and Damian Wayne Robin. Love that comic in uh, that oh i'm sorry in that uh kind of frame x23 was an ama- unbelievable comic that marvel put out. i would love to see an animated series of that that would be great with um honey badger and that whole era yeah um, it's a fun combo yeah uh all right this one is from josh if you had taskmaster's ability what real world situation would you use it in Ooh, good and what would i what thing would i observe and remember and then use mm-hmm. later oh, yeah i mean 
It would be great if I could like go in and see somebody making like a cheesesteak or a garbage plate and then be able to recreate that at home. Uh, could you imagine if you could get a cooking. recipe? That's just co- literally cooking. Yeah. <laughs> That's what cooking is. I've tried. You don't have to memorize that. You can just follow the directions. You got to stay sober too long to be able to do it. I can't do it. I actually think garbage plates are only created when you're drunk. That's why. <laughs> that's the trick with them. Created uh, and consumed. This is a very specific to right now answer, but uh, my kids have been obsessed with just dance. And because we haven't been able to go outside, we've been playing that all the time. And I am the world's worst dancer. So if I, I believe asked, that. What? I believe that. Like, yeah. No, do not say that. <laughs> I've seen you move. There oh, it is. Stop. Why are you doing this? I th- uh, I don't think you're a bad dancer. It's just your look on your face is pure panic the entire time you're moving your body. Uh, People ask me why I drink. There it they, is. Right <laughs> they take videos of you while you're doing just dance, uh, cool. and it's the worst. It's the worst afterwards. Uh, but if I could, if I could have an ability, it would be like just watch a very good dancer for a while, and then actually be able to. That's on that game. That All right, I'll send you some cool. videos of me um, cutting it up, Alex. Oh, look at dance off right now. That's a dance off. Being a good dancer is just moving oh, very quickly. Oh, there's a challenge. There's a challenge. What do you got, Justin? Oh, <laughs> oh man. White old guy going to town. I'm exhausted. Oh my God. I want to be one of those ski jump guys. I want to know how to hold myself in the air so I can fly like that. Nice. Uh, I do the eagle. I'm very reticent to ask this next one, but I'm going to read it off anyway. This is from Obvious Soul. What is the origin of Wahapis? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Let me guess. There isn't one. It's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, when you say it like that, sure. No, what is it? Great, yeah, Pete, answer the question. Well, I it's it's just dumb. It's just you know, uh, it's <laughs> it was a popular kind of thing uh, a while ago uh, when people were like, if you would ask somebody something, they would say, "What happened?" And then I just took the "What happened?" and turned it into "Whoppy," you know, just kind of shaped it a little bit more, you know, just put a little extra on it, you know. I can't wait to buy a hoodie with that written on the back of it. <laughs> That should great. be able to get one. I don't know. Yeah, why we do have those on sale at comicbookclub.threadless.com. So head on. They are there. really? Wow. Yeah, I think so. Right. Did I forget to take them down, Pete? I think I did it for <laughs> your birthday. And then I was like, I'm taking this down immediately. And then just forgot. Oh, oh shit. Well. We should get one for Pete. Does you have one, Pete? I have a Wahhabis t shirt. Oh, nice. nice. Uh, this is a question from Pete's Punisher Slippers. What are the rules to the comic book club drinking game? When should I take a sip? When do I have to chug? Uh, that reminds me, usually in the section, we talk about what we're drinking on the show. Uh, Pete, as usual, you got a White Claw, right? You know it. You <laughs> what know flavor? It. What's what your flavor? flavor? Uh, natural Lime is tonight's sponsor. Ooh, Natural Lime. Ooh. Great. It's better, better than, than the right. unnatural. <laughs> unnatural Lime. Yeah. That's good. What about you, Justin? I've got that. Coney Island Beach Beer. Ooh, <laughs> Coney Island Beach Beer. It's like Ooh. being at the beach instead of your home. Nice. Uh, and I got uh, over here a Southern Tier two times IPA. Yo, double IPA. Alex going yeah, hard tonight. Alex, I got a uh, when I when I panic bought a ridiculous amount of Easter candy at the Rite Aid. They had one variety pack of Southern Tier left, and I was like, oh, let's do this. 
So there you go. Uh, what is the drinking game, though? What, oh, what, yeah, uh, so any, uh, I think it would be anytime I get angry, anytime I uh, say something like uh, the art is fantastic or, you know, I have certain things that I repeat all the time. As what? My girl, girlfriend no. likes to remind me. No, uh, what are your te- what are your catchphrases, Pete? Straight bullet in the comments says anytime Pete says fuck you, dead we, or, like you will die. You will or, die. <laughs> <laughs> you will die. Or if I call you a piece of shit, anybody call him a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to hear a lot of times Pete saying fuck you, listen to our upcoming Riverdale podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Why'd you bring that up? Uh great question. Um here we go. This is one for oh, yeah. John. Classically Gil- trained actor would be a good one. Yeah, Anytime as Zalvin's a douche, you drink. I mean, there, there's plenty well, of time. Anytime well, you see some pretty truly, truly excellent acting on this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, from John George, speaking of guys with guns, I can't believe I didn't offer to take Pete shooting before the quarantine. You want to do it afterwards. Pete, you want to go shooting with John? Yeah. Sure. Sure. That sounds fucking really scary. Have you ever <laughs> done that before, Pete? <laughs> Gone shooting with John? No, no, no shot a gone shooting or shot a gun before. I have shot a gun, yeah. Uh, so I got a little, I got a little bit of a twist with this next question. You guys, you ready? Wow, I love your your forecasting your twist. All right, this is from a first hand up guy. The stars, my destiny. What's your favorite comics? He said, "Stars, my destiny." Yes. Oh, that's actually not the key phrase. First hand up guy. You need to, You better <laughs> check your fucking set, dog. <laughs> maybe uh, your hands. Maybe your hands in the air for too little, too often. First hand. Yeah, but this is a great follow up question. What's your favorite comics? <laughs> oh, he what? says. To be fair, that was autocorrect. Do we let him onto the stream to do this? Do we you want to do this tri- quiz again? Rare no. triple quiz, dude. Bring too it, many quizzes. It. Let's finally reveal who for wow, too many quizzes from Pila Page. Yeah. <laughs> First aid up guy saying in the Slack, he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Wait, should we bring him in real quick and uh, see what's going on? See if we can yeah, get it. We we do owe him. We absolutely do. Here, let's see what happens. Uh, uh this is great. This is great. Rare triple quiz going on. We'll see what happens. And you're gonna cut in right on the question. Yes. That we didn't get at this point, right? Right. The, the Yeah, the unanswered question. Okay, which, just as a reminder, while he's getting accepted and connected here, what was the question again? The question was, what is the one mistake that exposed that cult uh, had replaced Shade? Uh, and uh, the Ron Green, oh, look at this at guy. Look, That's great. Looking good. Oh, man. Hey, Take man, out your headphones. That looks like a classy place that you're in. <laughs> Take out your headphones, Nat. <laughs> Anything? We, we can hear you. <laughs> Take off your headphones, Dad. Yeah, this unplug your headphones. <laughs> oh no, you can't hear us. You guys nod sternly if you can hear me, because yes. I can't. I can't hear you. Yes, we. I'm can being hear told you. to unplug headphones. We're Bluetooth. Yeah, Bluetooth. Wait, can you hear us now? I, I, I got you. All right, Yay. here we go. Wow, here we go. First this hand up, guy. Not doomed at all. No, First stand no, up guy coming through with another technology fail. What's up? Uh, <laughs> you want some of this brisket? <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh, brisket? <laughs> Don't Don't on, wow, give it us a personal tour. Ooh, the tour. 
Showing off just the real kitchen. quick, and this doesn't make any sense for anybody listening to the audio for podcast, real? but Nat, can you say, what's up, everybody? I'm Nat Towson, and this is my crib. <laughs> what's up, everybody? I'm Nat Towson, and this is my crib. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. I actually have music. Here we go. Uh, good. You have the cribs theme? Yeah, cribs. Great stuff. Really blowing the uh, wine budget on that uh, barefoot. Uh, <laughs> Four ninety nine, baby. Yeah, nice. Uh, he, in the brisket. All right, let's Quite, do this. Let's question do this. number Ask six. Um, in the final uh, Grand Guignol arc of Starman, what is the one mistake that it exposed that Culp had replaced Shade? The one mistake uh, uh, that he made. Uh, he, uh, Overcooking he, uh, the brisket. You know what's bad is I've read this and I don't remember the answer. That's uh, that's the true test of fandom is retention. And and if I recall correctly, it's the name of a character in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That is correct. Okay, Alex knows a, the answer to this. A, a Dorian Gray. Uh, that is very close. But what is, is the, the mistake? A picture. Uh, the uh, it's the it's the the dirt. Oh, fuck, I don't remember. I said, uh, is that even close to the answer? Um, that is very close to the answer, yes. But you you have to have the answer. Oh, you have to like, a very particular mistake. Know what it is. Right. It's a very it's a very particular mistake there that is that is. There's a a, uh, a, a, a a painting on his wall that is uh, inaccurate because it's not aging. <laughs> Uh, that is incorrect. Thank you for coming by. problems because he, he uh, didn't see a therapist in high school. <laughs> uh, that is that is ac- actually absolutely correct. Thank you for getting your dig in. Um, wh- so the uh, your clue is um, in the first half of the famous story. Um, that's where your answer is. This is a this is a second clue because you already have the other one. Mm, it's in the first half of the famous story. The famous story. What is the name of the famous story? Uh, it's the there's a picture of the shade that uh, <laughs> you can't just guess. You're died. Get him out of here. Get, Get him out of here. My dad. Enjoy the brisket. <laughs> My dad, have have <laughs> enjoyable brisket. Uh, great. And we should definitely follow up with this question, which is, what are your favorite comics? <laughs> I well, I I wanted to ask Nat about that bucket of old baseball gloves that he had. <laughs> oh, those are the drifters that he's uh, lured in with his brisket and then killed yeah. and stolen their baseball gloves. He's he's um, killed an entire AAA baseball team over the years. <laughs> uh, let me see if we. Oh my God, all of these questions are from Nat. Uh, here we go. I think. <laughs> We don't need to do that. No, we don't need to do that. Uh, I do want to read this comment over on YouTube, though. Bandito740 says, since you guys have started all these show review podcasts, which show have you liked the best? I have to tell you that I love the Krypton podcast, but never watched anything past the first episode. Good first for all, you. Good I for mean, you. Thank you for sticking with that. The most yelly of all of our podcasts. Appreciate that. Uh, is there a show that you guys have had that's your favorite that we've done, we've done a bunch of podcasts, as you mentioned. Now, yes, a lot. Of, I mean, we got Preacher. I mean, the favorite is Riverdale for me. Like, yeah, getting on Watchmen's another uh, a great choice. Um, as far as just a show, I en- 
Watchmen's probably a show I'd be like, oh, that's the best show that we've done. But Riverdale's mm-hmm. the show I enjoy the most doing, watching and doing the podcast. Yeah. Pete, you got one? Um, I, I really think that uh, Legion was the show that kind of blew me away with all the different acting and the just the twists and turns and how creative it was all the time. It constantly kind of blew my mind. Uh, Watchmen, I was so proud that we kind of got to watch it and then talk about it. It was, uh, it was really neat. Um, but yeah, I mean, Riverdale has been such a crazy emotional roller coaster that it's hard to uh, not mention the Riverdale. Yeah, I, I agree on, on Riverdale. Just that's super fun to talk about. Obviously, that's taken over a good portion of our lives, which is really fun. Yeah. Uh, from Completely a- changed my life. Not to get too wonky about it, yes. but like just from a Man. logistical perspective, I'm pretty proud of what we did with the Watchmen podcast. The fact that we individually reviewed every issue, that we did every episode of the show on time, and then also had the bonus episodes where we talked mostly to guests and broke down things and answered questions and talked about theories. Um, that was fun to do. We don't always really have time to do something like that and execute on that level, but uh, I was very proud and happy with what we were able to do with that. And if it does ever come back for a second season, it'll be fun to revisit that sort of thing. For sure. There we go. Uh, All right. Let me see if we have any, we have a bunch of other questions here. Um, I guess since we kicked Joe crack out, we can wrap up with one more question here from uh, Joe crack. Is it weird in the MCU that Iron Man has committed genocide? Uh, I do think (laughs) that's weird. Honestly, like this is to be honest, there's things that are amazing about Avengers Endgame. But there's a lot of very weird choices as well. Like, I'm never a fan of superheroes killing in general. I know we've certainly discussed this a lot on the show. And it's satisfying to watch Tony just, like, snap and eliminate Thanos and the army. But at the same time, it's like, yo, you killed all of those people. And as you pointed out in the comments, yeah, he blew up the Chitari. Every single movie, like, Cap pulling out a gun and killing Hydra soldiers... Uh, in Avengers as well, always very, very weird to me. Like, it doesn't sit right. And as much yeah. as I like those movies, that always pulls me out a little bit. How do you guys feel about it? I agree with you, though. I will say, like, a lot of... Uh, like, Captain America had a gun. Like, he was in war. Like, that, that to yeah. me, tracks a little bit more. Um, and I, I just don't think they, in the MCU, they are not like, well, these characters 100% don't kill, which is such a time-held comic book thing. I, I don't know if they're they hold that at all since movies, hundreds of people die in so many movies. Yep. That's true. Pete, do you have any thoughts on this one? Uh, no, I mean, I disagree with what you're saying. It, it was kind of, uh, as it was a little, it was a little weird and fucked up. And it was also weird that, that to me, he was like, Hey, I got my happy ending. Fuck you guys. He eventually came around to it and, you know, saved the day, but it was kind of, I was a little upset that, like, oh, you got your family and you're going to make everybody go off on their own. That's kind of cold. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, to me, the uh, killing in the movie is is a safe place for that. So it's a nice way to kind of, you know, be able to. (laughs) As opposed to reality. Right, Right. exactly. Yeah, Yeah, it's very, and I know this from experience, it is tough to commit genocide in real life. Like, I've I've tried and it just doesn't work. Uh, this is a quick comment on this note from Serenity Q26 over on YouTube. But this is what why these films don't work for me. Well, they're nameless, faceless aliens. So it's okay. But if we kill them, who cares? 
Uh, and yeah, I, I agree. Like that's definitely you, that feeling comes through, but at the same time, like I understand from a logistical standpoint, you can't have one of the Chitari come out and be like, but our society is based on riding worms. That's what yeah. we do. That's what we love. That's how we live. Yeah. I, I demand the Chitari cut. Yes. <laughs> <At least the laughs> really cut. Yeah. All right, and that is it for your audience questions. Yeah, yeah. And now it is time for our next Thanks, section, everybody. which is trivia. And for that, we're going to turn it over to Pete LePage. Finally, uh, a quiz. Yeah. <laughs> the first hand up guy did say hand, but I feel like we just had him on. You know? We have been a That's new. Or a comic book poser. Who do you want to choose? It's up to you, Pete. I Please, think Mike, Mike is first because we just had Joe Crack on as well. All right. Here we go, wow. Mike. We are going to invite you on into the stream here in these new rules sorry, for audience Nat. questions. Yeah. Sorry, Nat. Sorry, everybody sorry, else. Joe Crack. You got it. I'm not going to restart the sound cue. <laughs> there we go. All right. Hey, Mike. Hey. hey. How yeah. are you? Uh, doing great from Jefferson City. All right. Nice. Welcome, man. Uh, Pete, <laughs> What's take it step? away. All right, great. So today's trivia is on topical comic news. I'm going to read you a question, listen to all three possible answers, get all three questions right. You'll get a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics Online Shop. All right. Are you ready? Let's go. All right. Question number one, the upcoming DC event. Dark Knight's death metal isn't just a sequel to metal. What does Scott Snyder say it will do to DC's continuity? Is it A, sort it out, B, make it better, stronger, faster, or is it C, (laughs) Bill Irwin? So it's either A, or you could pick B. I will take A. That is is correct. I love the light fluting. Claiming that this event will sort out DC's continuity. Bold. Only just straight bold. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, All right, here we go. Question question number two. What college launched a new comics imprint called Graphic Monday? Is it A, Ithaca College, B, Penn State, or is it C, Paul Dooley? So it's either A, don't pick it, or it's B, Penn State. Oh, Penn State then. Penn yes, State. We correct. are Penn State. Penn Pete, State shout, out, start a shout out to Ithaca College. Yeah, right? there you I go. See what? I yeah, see that's great. It's definitely it's second tier to Cornell, but I appreciate you calling it out anyway, Pete. Nobody asked you anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Last Ithaca one. Gorgeous. Over 100 creators are coming together to help raise money for comic re- retailers. What is the hashtag? Is it hashtag, or I'm sorry, is it A, hashtag comics for creators, B, hashtag remember your fucking comic shops, motherfuckers, or is it mm. C, Shelly Duvall? So it's I, either I, I, A, which is the only one that isn't committed. Yeah, I'll take A. A is correct. What's that? You made up Shelly Duvall? I did not yes. make up. No. no oh, he, not he invented Shelly Duvall. He's always claimed that. <laughs> yes. He takes credit for her. 
All right. Congratulations. You've won a $25 online Thank gift you. card to Midtown Comics. Shoot us an email at comicbookclublive at gmail.com uh, with your name, address, phone number, and we will get you all set up and you enjoy those comics. And thanks for jumping in. Thanks for jumping in. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye, Mike. All right, All right, there we go. Uh, now the uh, names. There are so many quizzes at this show. It's really taking you. Over you there. did this. You did I, this to us. Me? Yeah. Me? And uh, people are uh, right. Um, comic poser is correct. Wait, so hold on, uh, because people on the audio podcast can't read this. So uh, your so third answers equal a Robin Williams movie. What were the three actors again, Pete? It was Bill Irwin, mm-hmm. Paul Dooley, yep, and Shelley Duvall. Wow. And there you go. The answer was Popeye, as many people called out. Uh, First stand up guy over here in the comments says, You guys need Scott Snyder to simplify your show. You know what? (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it. Stick to your brisket, buddy. (laughs) There you go. Uh, All right. Before we wrap up here, thank you all for watching. You've all been awesome and amazing. uh, And we love having you on the stream. Uh, We are doing these shows live to the internet every Tuesday. Also for our stack I'll plug since new comics aren't really coming out. We're doing throwback stacks this week voted on by you all on uh, Twitter particularly we put a vote up we put a couple of choices we ended up with dc the new frontier yeah cook so that's exciting so that's going to be our stack podcast that'll roll out wednesday morning in the comic book club feed and in in its own feed in the stack feed a couple of other things to plug if you like the show and you want to support us patreon.com slash comic book club uh itunes android spotify stitcher or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show comic book club live.com for this podcast more a couple of other podcasts we can plug that we mentioned before we got our riverdale podcast that's finally back riverdale after dark in its own feed also katie keen cast our katie keen podcast is coming back this Thursday as well. Woo-hoo. And we have a new podcast that we are launching called Star Guys, a Star yeah. Girl podcast. And uh, similar to the Watchmen podcast and the other stuff, before Star Girl premieres on DC Universe and the CW, we're going to review Stars and Stripe by Jeff Johns and Lee Motor. We're maybe going to try to do some of the JSA books as well because that ties into it. Uh, and generally, we're just going to have a good old time. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you, not at the comic book shop, but we will see you online. And now, for those of you watching visually, we're going to awkwardly sit here while the theme song plays us out. <laughs> Why do you Doesn't have to be that? awkward. We can always just dance it out, Pete and Alex. Yeah. Are you drunk? What a fun show. What a fun little puppet show that Alex is doing. Alex's puppeteers are have a very difficult job. They sit on crappy couches and they let the secrets leak. And occasionally they'll let that special guest speak. So wrap your ring, Caleb. Don't be late for it, girls. They're girls.
We're professionals. <laughs> yes. Nope.